soften the lips, take a slurp of water, and then we're ready to go. It's so, uh, so camp. Hello, and welcome to a TGI Golf podcast uh, with me, Matt Millard, uh, and I am joined, as usual, by Eddie Reid, and even more as usual nowadays, Adele McLean. Hello to you both. Afternoon. Good day to you both. How are you? Lovely, thank you. Very lovely. I think we're all a little bit frazzled and a little bit. Uh, it's been a bit of a hectic couple of weeks, isn't it, with the business conference last week and Turkey looming on the horizon. Um, it's been a very, very busy few few weeks. But hey, we wouldn't have it any other way, would we? No, that that's the nature of the beast, isn't it? You, we, I think um, most most of the partners or whoever's listening to this, if, if anyone ever listens, um, would probably know what we're like. You know, we we finished up at the conference last Wednesday. Uh, and on the Thursday, we had a team meeting about the team challenge in Turkey. So it was just a, a quick debrief about what had gone on for the past three days, and then and then move on to the next. You know, so the office has been a hive of activity this week, no doubt about that. Yeah, what have you been up to this week, Adele? Have you been um, being post lady this week? I think when you were packing boxes. Yeah, yeah. So Monday was really just catch up from being away at business conference last week, and and, and all the follow up that we have from there. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, and sort of half of today have just been making up 336 goodie bags, uh, which are all in process have been shipped out to the competitors uh, for the team challenge in a couple of weeks' time. So um, that that's a that's a massive uh, a massive um, undertaking, really. Uh, but Chris and I managed to set a deadline of close of play last night, and we managed to get them all done by last night. So. Uh, and those, well those, goodie, as well. those goodie bags seem to get bigger and bigger and bigger every year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, this year, you know, from the gents' side, I think there was seven pieces, six in the ladies' inside, just in apparel, uh, and then sort of, you know, um, a sort of um, valuables bag, balls, cap, etc. So, yeah, everything that you could ever want been out in Turkey. Yeah. I saw a bottle opener as well, and I get lo- there was a bottle. Lose, lose count of the amount of times you get asked in Turkey. Yeah. And of course, yeah. you got a bottle opener. Yeah, there's a little uh, hang on your bag sun cream thing as well, which is brilliant. Yeah, I, I can't love it when it comes in, you know, it's like an Aladdin's cave going through and seeing everything that's in there. But yeah, thanks if, if anyone's uh, if any of the suppliers are listening, thanks to Adidas and, and TaylorMade for, for the contribution to the goodie bags. Well, I think we estimated it was something like 500 pounds a player, easily, easily, easily 500 yeah. pounds per player. At retail, so yeah. When when you build that back into the cost of the trip, it, it really is a the, a trip that that money can buy, but a goodie bag that money can't buy. You know, <laughs> it's uh, fantastic, absolutely brilliant. So roll on a um, couple of weeks' time, and we'll see the teams out there. It'll be nice to get back to to see some of our friends in Turkey. They're going through mm-hmm. such a difficult time at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be nice to go out there and support them uh, and see them. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I saw the other day the, the TGI Golf Foundation had, had made a donation to to the DEC um, to to help with the, the the terrible things that we're seeing out in Turkey at the moment. So thank you very much to to the TGI Golf Foundation as well for that. I'm sure that's uh, um, the least we can do, really. Yeah, we're also hoping Matt to maybe do a couple of wee bits and bobs while we're out there, a, a wee bit of fundraising, maybe at the price given dinner. Um, but we'll we'll follow up with that uh, nearer the time. Yeah, yeah, that that would be that would be great. You know, we we've become 
um, as a as a group, we've become synonymous with Turkey. You know, we've been going there since what two thousand and nine, I think, was the first team challenge. Um, we've made so, so many great friends. We've also converted lots and lots of people who would never have thought of going to Turkey to play golf or holiday there to go there. Uh, and we feel that um, even the donation from the foundation or whatever we can do when we're out there, it won't be enough. But on the flip side of that, every little helps. Yeah. You know. So we'll be doing all that we can to try and extract some. Um, some money from the, the golfers out there and from our own team and, and every penny of it will go towards the the earthquake fund. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Okay. <clears throat> so this is uh, the first podcast of 2023. As usual, we always say, yeah, we're going to do more podcasts. And then before you know it, three months have passed and you, and you haven't done one. So for those who weren't at the business conference perhaps last week or or weren't in any of the supplier meetings or weren't anywhere where you've done this presentation uh, that is so good, briefly highlight in 2022 eddie do you want to give everyone just a quick rundown of where we ended up at the end of the year uh, in 2022 yeah it, I, there seems to be a lot of um a lot of noise coming through the news channels about how bad things were towards the end of last year and getting into this year uh, and and certainly in the winter as on course retailers we would see it drop off anyway but um, the year finished off pretty, pretty nicely in the end for the group in respect of average sell through and margins you know, margin was up again. The average turnover in the pro shops was up quite dramatically once again, which shows that we're beginning to uh, work harder and be better at retaining those people who perhaps came in through COVID. But more importantly, there's a lot of discerning golfers who are, who are now turning to the golf pro uh, for custom fit, for better service uh, and supporting local businesses, which is great. So what, what we were seeing was we were tracking for most of the year against 2019 because that's probably the last real year where we saw a a normal year if you want to put it that so anything ahead of 2019 would have been good for us um we finished up about 14 percent overall ahead of 2019 but during that period we actually parted company with one of our big online retailers uh, by mutual consent as we work more and more towards the core values of the group um so if you make that adjustment uh we were up somewhere in the region of 38 percent um, on 2019, which is, is fantastic, given the backdrop of, of what we were faced with towards the end of the year, and also looking at how we were still affected by the supply chain issues and, and challenges at the start of the year. But I think if the last few years have, have proved anything to us, every year is going to be different now. Mm-hmm. We, we just can't say this is a normal year, this is a normal year. We go into this year with, with different and difficult challenges. Um, but the great thing about it is, and I think we saw that last week, uh, particularly um, when we all got together as a, as a group, is the camaraderie um, and the robust nature of the business is, is coming through more and more. You know, there's so many more golf pros and PGA pros and, and golf clubs in particular are beginning to puff their chest out and go, do you know what? We've come through the hardest times that we're ever going to come through. You know, bring it on. What's happening next? You know, let's let's look at the, the challenges that are there. It's never going to be easy. That's the reality. Retail's never going to be easy. Teaching's never going to be easy. Custom fit's never going to be easy. Um, the, the global issues that are out there, you know, the war's still going on, sadly. Um, we've got a cost of living crisis, which, which is slowing down. Even the Bank of England are admitting that they possibly got some of that wrong um, and we haven't really seen it badly affect the golf industry as yet so let's roll on next month if we get an early start to the season the sun shines we'll, we'll all be off and running again 
Um, and, and dare I say, the, the great thing about coming off of last year and probably performing better than we could have expected to um, was the, the launch of a lot of the marquee brands products that very early this year. I think we've all benefited from that, even just from a, a consumer stimulus point of view. You know, the, the, the Callaway, TaylorMade, Ping, Mizuno, Strixon launches have all come along. Um, Wilson, you know, forgive me if I've missed anyone off of that. There's so many, so many launches at the same time. But the great thing is it stimulates the consumer to come in and see these products. And more importantly, these days, come in and try them because yeah. the majority of the partners now have indoor swing studios. And 10 or 15 years ago, it would have been a disaster for us had, had these product launches happened in January because we'd have had to wait to the start of the season to get them into the consumer's hands. Yeah. But um, the forward-thinking golf pros now are way ahead of the game. Okay, well, thanks for that little rundown, Ed. And, and you, you, the two of you were out in Orlando um, uh, at the start of the year for the PGA Merchandise Show. Um, and from all accounts of those that were out there, there was quite a buzz about the show as well and that the industry and the trade on that side of the pond and, and even those that had made the trip over from from the from these aisles all said that it was a great show and that there was a real buzz uh, about the place. So what, what was your take on the, uh, the Orlando show this year? Yeah, I mean, first year back, you know, since... 2020 um, and we heard last year the show was fairly quiet so we weren't too sure what to expect when we got out there but uh, it, it couldn't have been better to be honest the buzz around the show and um, the amount of brands that were there the amount of people that were out the amount of TGI partners that we saw out uh, there as well is and, and the feeling is very very positive and um, the, the brands were positive the, the partners were positive so overall it was a great experience and I think we come back um, haven't had a lot of good meetings over there, really enthused for, for the start of the season. Yeah, I, I, I always come back motivated from it. Um, I think from, from the minute we got to the airport, we bumped into a few partners getting on the same flight. It was great to see um, the foresight of, of a number of partners who say, Do you know what, it's January, if I can afford to do this, I'm going to go out there and see that, that there is a big wider world out there of the golf industry. And I always come back really motivated by it. You know, the American PGA professionals still are still very much a kiss the badge mm-hmm. entity. You know, they love being part of the PGA. They love that merchandise show. I think off the top of my head, I think it was 35,000 delegates at, at the show. We had um, wall-to-wall meetings for a couple of days, seven meetings each day, 10,000 steps in between each meeting, uh, dinners on most nights. Um, and even the brands get that buzz and that feel um, from... Just being there and, and 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 wandering around and seeing things that perhaps you'll never ever see come to these shows, mm. but um, it's nice to go on to some of the the brand stands and see where they're going. You know, for for example, how big the show is. We were on the the Sketcher stand, um, and on the stand were Matt Fitzpatrick, um, Brooke Henderson, and Annika Sorenstam, <laughs> all on the Sketcher stand when we were on the stand. Uh, and we were very fortunate enough to see the sketchers range for 2024 at that at that visit. So, you know, there's so many things to get excited about and buzz about, but that's the attraction of that show. You know, you never know who you're going to meet. You never know who you're going to bump into. But but most importantly for us uh, is that we, we we go along, see what, what's happening in the big wide world of golf and hope that we can bring some of that back. A follow-up to that would be that we were so enthused by the amount of TGI partners that we saw there that um, Travel is going to put together an offer coming out probably end of February maybe for next year to encourage partners to go if they can book it in early, get out there um, 
and and see what it's all about. You know, it is the ultimate all. You know, it's not all work. There is a bit of play. You get a bit of golf. It's it's usually quite sunny. Um, you have a few a few beers and and meet other people from the industry from all over the world. It's um, I'd highly recommend it to any PGA professional. It's worth a look at at least once. Uh, and we've we've met people out there who have gone once and they say, yeah, I came once, but this is my tenth year. <laughs> you know, you, I've got I've just got to come back now. So yeah, all in all, very positive. Good stuff from the brands. Good good stuff from. Uh, uh, from the exhibitors at the show, and and all all credit to the, the PGA of America, they put it together really well. Yeah. And talking of buzzes and the the way things are feeling, the the business conference last week, I think we all felt for those two or three days that we were all together with the partners, there was a similar kind of buzz there. It seemed very buoyant, very everyone seemed to be up and at it and keen to get the season underway. Um, the brand branch spotlight and he called it then no totally different the brand showcase um every time you went in there i almost felt at times you needed ear defenders on it was seemed to be such a a loud buzz of hive of activity it, it, it was great to see yeah i think from you know taking the conference back to harrogate was really um good for a lot of people to uh, revisit some old haunts i think let's put it that way um so that was a positive um vibe from both the the suppliers and the partners I think the speakers all did a, a great job. Um, the retail guys' session went down particularly well. Um, it's always difficult to please all of the people all of the time. We we look at the feedback we get from the previous year's survey and try and build the speakers around about that. Um, but as you point out, Matthew, the, the brand showcase was, was really, really successful. I think we had just about every brand we deal with as a group, um, except for five. And that's including service suppliers and, um, you know, coffee machines, mm-hmm. all that type of thing as well. So it's such a great opportunity for partners to get to see all the brands that we deal with in, in one place, particularly brands that don't have, you know, a big sales force out yeah. in the road. So from that side of things, it was great. Uh, then we had the, the awards dinner as well, uh, which which went down really well. And we managed to raise around £10,000 for the foundation. So Thanks to all the suppliers that helped out with prizes and and everybody that donated um, by the raffle or the auction. And then the final day with our our two speakers, Dr. Paul Wood from from Ping, uh, who Ping brought over from the States to speak, and uh, Chris Cook. Um, You know, those two sessions were great. And then then Eddie wrapped up up our day. So the feedback that we've had so far and everybody that was leaving the conference was really, really positive and, and on all enjoyed it. And as we always say, you know, the partners get more out of talking to each other and spending a bit of time with each other than, than anything that we can ever put on. Yeah, absolutely. I thought the, the speakers on that last day, including you, Eddie, were, were, were superb. I think Chris Cook was awesome. Um, just the, the, the kind of motivation that he gives you and the I mean, his speech, his seminar was titled Two Lengths because he said, that's exactly what I do. I just swim two lengths. So he challenged everyone in the room to try and find their what their two lengths is. And I'd be intrigued to know for those partners that are in the room, how many of them have, have just got their two lengths now. I got mine the other day. I talked to people. That's <laughs> <it's not. laughs> I talked to people. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I, I, thought, I, thought it was, I thought it was really good. Chris Cook, yeah, I was, I was really, really motivated and driven by that whole angle from a mm-hmm. from a, an elite athlete's point of view yeah where you just narrow it right down to to what really matters mm-hmm. you know the other stuff's just puff yeah. as we always say you know uh, uh, and it was great and and i won't take the sycophantic stuff about me 
being being a good speaker. <laughs> I just I just delivered what the group needs to have delivered. <laughs> um, and we're going to say because you're on the call, Ed. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I know that. I can imagine what you say off. Um, yeah, I, I thought I thought that day that that, that day went really well. Um, not not that the, the retail consultants on the mm. first day and Ian Kelso uh, and Peter Jones, not the one from Dragon's Den, did really well. Uh, and the showcase, I love that. I love, as you say, I love that buzz. I love going down to to steal a coffee from Majestic Coffee, and it takes you an hour to get back up from, from that room because you just get caught up. You know, it's such a great buzz, isn't it? You know, it makes you wonder why we don't do a trade show. Did, did that actually say that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's a normal idea. Baby steps, Eddie. Baby yeah. steps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I loved it. I thought, I thought it was great. I thought um, the engagement from the partners. I, I, I feel that, uh, and I know I said this during my presentation. You know, with the with the transition and the evolution of the group. You know, we're, we're a bit like the golf club, aren't we? Our, our average, our average partners, our average golf club members are getting younger um, and and becoming more and more engaged. And, and I can feel that enthusiasm from them. Mm-hmm. You know, I can feel that when you talk to them now, they're asking the right questions. They're not caught up in that, you know, dare I say it, you know, or who's doing what to who and what's happening and they're doing that for them. The, the questions that we're getting are very positive questions about growing and developing their business and taking the group forward. And uh, again, a bit, like, a bit like Orlando, I came back from it tired and emotional, but, but absolutely, you know, blown away by... By the interaction and the engagement that we got from 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 the partners, mm-hmm. particularly you know we've, we've had historical issues in the past. Someone speaking at half past nine or nine o'clock in the second morning, um, and there was a queue of people waiting to get in to see yeah. Paul Wood. You know, absolutely fantastic engagement. So, so thanks to all the partners who, who came along. Um, the flip side of it is, I'm a little disappointed with, believe it or not, in the last five days before the conference, we had a fifteen percent call off rate. Mm-hmm. Now I know that things happen, and, and you know the unforeseen circumstances and stuff like that. Um, but I, I would I would encourage every partner to come to the conference. But I would also encourage every partner to be really sure that they're going to make it. Yeah. You know, it's it's a free two day event for the partners, but it's not free to the group. So that fifteen percent of call offs, we still paid the rooms, we still paid for meals, we still paid because you, you can't back away from that once you've signed the contract. Yeah. So I would say that you know. Make sure that your plans are in place really early for next year, and and come along. Sadly, for the, for those who didn't get there, they missed a great couple of days. Yeah, absolutely. Fabulous. Yeah, absolutely fabulous. Absolutely, there's there's no. I mean, there's there's no way that anyone can possibly go to that event and not come away with a handful of ideas or, or to implement into yeah. their business, as as well as like you say, the buzz and the the kind of drive we always say it kickstarts the season it does the amount of partners that come away from that and we see the posts on social media we see the emails talking about that's just the kickstart i need for the season i'm now up for this the sleeves are up let's get going yeah adele and i speak about this regularly when we're putting it together um i would be absolutely stunned if partners sat in every seminar and came away uh thinking that they had learned everything was new to them you know the, the, the quality of retailers and, and partners that we have in the group dictates that I would expect people to sit in an hour seminar and pick up two or three little nuggets. But those two or three little nuggets would be different for every partner. Yeah. You know, depending on where their strengths and weaknesses are. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect partners to come along and everything to be a eureka moment. Certainly if you take a Chris Cook seminar, mm-hmm. yes, there's an element of that there. It's something different and it, and it's and it's 
and it's a great focus on some of the things that you could be doing within your business from a mental attitude towards it. But the reality is, is most of the seminars, you know, if you take the retail consultant seminar, if, if, there's a, if there's a partner sitting in there and every one of those 40 tips in 40 minutes is new, then my goodness, they've got, they've got a struggle there as a retailer. So you've got to come along with an open mind. And, and as you pointed out, you know, the, the biggest learning curve is sitting with your fellow peers and saying, you know, sharing your life experiences and work experiences. Uh, and I think this year probably more so than any other, I think I got a good feedback on that. Yeah. Yeah, it's very. I saw one of the feedback forms that I was looking at yesterday in, in the post event survey said that the retail boys did 40 tips in 40 minutes, but they would happily have sat there and listened to four hours of the retail boys uh, just giving mm-hmm. across their pearls of wisdom. So that was really good to hear. Uh, yeah. A great, a great doff of the cap to the retail boys as well and their, their experience and expertise. Fantastic. A huge amount of it may even just be validation. Yeah. That I'm doing it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, that's the whole point of coming to conference, isn't it? I think um, we we get that validation as well. You know, if you if you take um, Eddie talks regularly about the group and our core values and sticking to our core values, and that was one of the main stays of Chris Cook's um, when he was presenting, talking about you know you have to stick to your core values to be successful and know where you want to go, and then it's really just down to you. So even for us, we get a bit of validation <laughs> out of that as well. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Really enjoyed them. And no sooner is the business conference put to bed, we turn our attention to the team challenge. I know we mentioned at the start of the call the kind of the, the, the goodie bags and the boxes being being packed, but you know, that's just that's just the start of the, the, the hamster on the wheel, really, isn't it, Adele with now we're going out. So how many teams have we got heading out to Turkey? Eighty four. Eighty four. Eighty four plus a, a couple of non golfers coming along just for the fun. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um eighty four going out and as you, you mentioned, you know, we've got the goodie bags just about there. There's a few stragglers um because there was a, some shirts missing, so we're just waiting on those hopefully being replaced. And then it's all the behind the scenes work, you know, tea times and this year we are going to introduce golf genius to help us with the scoring and communication side of it so there's quite a lot of behind the scenes set up um for that and it's all new to us as well so um you know that's that's a bit of a learning curve for us but hopefully by the time we get out there we'll have that all in place and that should help with scoring and speeding things up from from our side of things so yeah absolutely fingers um, crossed it's, it's just at that point now you just want to get out there yep. and get started. There's only so much that you can do here. And then, then we get out and set up um, once we go over there. Yeah. Well, you need a bit of engagement from the team pros in advance of that. A little bit, yeah. I had a call with Golf Genius this morning just to look at the the behind the scenes stuff that we can do with the with the app and with the website. And the, I, I couldn't get my head around how deep that thing goes. It's it's huge. I don't think we'll even scratch the surface of what it can do this year. I think that might be just a little bit too quick, too quick. But yeah, certainly from the scoring point of view, it will be on handheld devices to to enter the scores digitally. So there's no taking your shoes and socks off at the end for the retail boys and ourselves doing the scoring and trying to add up and work out handicaps, etc. It'll all be done straight away within the, uh, within the system. Um, before we go, there will be an email that goes out to all competitors, just highlighting the, um, the, the golf genius software and what it can do um, and to hopefully sign up to the app. Um, but then I think the, the plan would be that each day before the tee off, everyone will be sent a code. Is that right, Adele? And then they yeah, would yeah, enter that yeah. code into the app and that will just bring up straight away there their uh, their scorecard for their four ball for them to enter it in on the way around 
yeah, yeah. Just they'll get a pin number each each day, probably about tea time or whatever the day before, and then they can use that to log in, and everything will be there. Um, all the adjustments are made in terms of handicaps, etc., in format. So, um, we will have some good old fashioned paper scorecards as backup as well, but hopefully, if we can get the majority of it, it'll make it a bit slicker for everybody. Yeah. And yeah, it, is the, it is really the, the shape of things to come. I know yeah. some partners listening to this will actually be using Golf Genius already. Um, I was fortunate enough to play in their golf day in Orlando um, and use the system. Uh, and, it, and it really is. It's it's very slick compared to the the, the early uh, companies who brought that to the market. Um, it works really well. Uh, and so much so, they were so confident that we had 18 holes, three different competitions across each six holes and calculated all the scores at the end. So um, yeah, look, look forward to doing it. And it might be good for some of the partners who are playing and some of the competitors who are playing might want to take it back to their golf club and introduce it to their golf club. Yeah, fingers crossed if it, if it works for us. <laughs> <laughs> it will. It I have will. no doubt. So. It it's it's uh, one of the biggest software um, solutions in the US for golf club scoring. So. Yeah, well, I could, uh, looking at the back end today and the way the handicaps are worked out, you know, even with slope ratings, with the courses they're playing, and the algorithms in the background, I kind of looked at, and it was like looking at Newton's notebook. It was just insane. You're like these are some very seriously clever people that have come up with this software. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very good. And then we'll be on to the golf days, won't we? <laughs> Slow down, Ed. <laughs> I don't nearly fell off a chair then. Ed. <laughs> yeah, let's get March out the way first of all before we zoom to me. <laughs> We've got two supplier meetings to do as well next week <laughs> before you even get to Turkey. <laughs> Never a dull Never a dull Excellent. So it all, all looks all looks good. Like you mentioned, we've got the, the golf days coming up. We're all reset now. Partnership trophy, the amateur championship, the Strix and Amateur Championship will be going out shortly with um with communications to to get that launched as well. Um what have I missed? Portugal Masters with TGI Golf Travel Masters. That's, right. yeah, that. that's-, that's out. Um, so, you know, get yourselves booked onto that. If you fancy a bit of sunshine in November, September, October. No, November, November was the right first time. <laughs> don't, don't doubt yourself. <laughs> so, yeah, it's all coming up. Um, so, yeah, very exciting. And, of course, the, the pink custom fit of the year. And the custom fit of the year, yeah. Sailor made select, golf clubs for cash. Golf clubs for cash, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's all, it's all, all to play for. <laughs> I think it's great. You know, we're talking about this and we're talking about a side of the business that is not, um, it's not the majority of our business, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but it, but it's great to have the opportunity to offer partners something other than just dealing with reps from companies and selling to consumers. Yeah. You know, I, I think it, I think it fills a nice void. And again, it builds that camaraderie and, and spirit of partnership by giving other things to be able to do mm-hmm. rather than just sit in your shop and, yeah. and hope that customers come in you know? yeah i did like um mike bradley the chairman his his uh address in at harrogate when he said we're not an events company but bloody hell we're doing well well talking of the talking of everything that's coming up uh in 2023 yeah yes i did nearly forget the year then um what what how's the what's the outlook for the year then from a from a business point of view uh not not just the events but from a business kind of view what's the uh what, what's the thoughts there yeah i mean things i think from our side um and speaking to partners and suppliers they do seem to be pretty positive um 
most of the suppliers are, are happy with the, the level of pre-book. Um, there has been a little caution around um, certain categories and the suppliers are, are trying to address that as much as they can. But from, from our side, from a, from a group perspective, our numbers are looking really quite strong. The retail guys um, so far in their visits when they've been around the country, again, seem to be um, very positive outlook from partners for the season. And I know that there's just been a sort of recent raft of PGA AGMs as well. And again, mm-hmm. from partners attending the AGMs, there seems to be a lot of positivity. So, yes, there's, you know, a lot of backdrop and a lot of white noise, as we always like to say. But I think if, from our perspective, we're encouraging partners to try and ignore that, concentrate on their business, looking after their business. And I think we'll all have a, a, a pretty positive season as long as the sun shines, <laughs> which is what we we hope for every year, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think the you know if you look at the participation numbers, um, it's still quite strong. It's still better than it was pre-pandemic. So if we can hold on to that and the sun shines, and and the irony of ironies, you know, when um, when we get into money being tight and and hopefully not recession, but certainly money being a bit tighter. And most of the golfers that we service through the group are discerning golfers. You know, they've been golf club members probably since they were kids. Um, whether that be mum, dad, juniors, whatever, they, they, they play golf and that, that's their fun and everything else comes secondary to that. You know, so they, they might not go on that uh, hugely expensive holiday this year, but they'll keep the golf club fees going because they enjoy their golf and, and do that. Irony of that is, is they'll have less money to spend elsewhere, so they might play more golf. So we can see a boom in consumables and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Big ticket items might be a bit more difficult as the season goes on. Um, and there are still categories that there's serious overstocking issues in, not necessarily just for our retailers, but but for wholesalers as well. So uh, as the season goes on, we'll, we'll see how that affects the market. But all in all, it's it's a pretty positive message. As I tell us in there, you know, um, we, we're very lucky in golf that when – when the, the economy is booming, we don't normally see the, the massive uh, hikes in, in business that other industries would see. Mm-hmm. But but we certainly don't share the same troughs when we get into recession. It's it's more of a straight line business, a flat line business. So you know, let's hope that, that, that that's the same and we can continue the good work that we've put into place over the last three or four years. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, from our, our side as well, we've got a lot of resorts within the group who you know, they've got full T-sheets for the rest of the year, you know, a lot of visitors coming over. So from that perspective as well, we should have a really strong year with the resorts, especially on apparel side of things for the business, crested goods, etc. Yeah, we forget, don't we, that we, we look back over the COVID years and think how great it was for golf retailers, but there's a big element of our partners that, that it was very difficult with with no international travel. So um, it's their time to 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 reap the rewards now uh, over this year, and I think next year as well. I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of interest in tea times and bookings for next year. You know, try try booking a weekend at St Andrews for some golf. It's just it's almost impossible. Yeah, try 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 and book some events in the UK. <laughs> it's, it's very very difficult, and costs have gone up massively as well. So yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, be careful what we wish for. I've always <laughs> wanted it to be hugely successful, but it comes with a price. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, we shouldn't be embarrassed about making money, and that's what we're here for. Nope, that's what we're here for. Yep. Yeah. yeah. 
Talk, talking of which, uh, we, we had Andy Herridge at the business conference talking about TGI Golf Finance and, and how the guys can help there, particularly with the, the, the supposed cost of living crisis that is coming along the line um, with some of the 0% finance uh, options that they've got and some of the packages they've got. So, you know, that's a real appeal there to partners or a, a push to partners isn't, is to make use of those guys and, and, and to the, the, what they've got on offer uh, to help ease some of that burden if it comes along uh, and, and people can't buy those big ticket items. But there are facilities in place that they can use that, that can help those consumers out to keep the revenue coming in. Yeah, I can't understand why any retailer wouldn't want to get involved in that because for 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 most people now it's the way they buy. It's a monthly cost, isn't it? You know, however they look at it, whether it be, you know, phones, sofas, gym memberships, everything is based around a monthly cost. And there have been a few changes to the the offering. Um, I think there's uh, it's a lot more straightforward um, for partners to get involved in and um, get the clearance off of. So I'd definitely speak to the guys at finance to see if there's anything at all that they can do to help. And something we've been working on for quite a long time, we actually started work on it before the pandemic, was to try and get the brands involved as well. Um, Mizuno have been the first one to get involved, so they are helping with the covering the cost of, of, of what the finance costs the partner, if you like. So again definitely worth looking into and i think that will only develop as we go forward yeah yeah i think i think it's, it's a great it's a great tool again going back to what i was saying about people still want to do what they do but on on a budget it's much easier to budget for for, for stuff isn't it than than have the big outlay what i will say is as well that our partners in the republic of ireland um slightly excludes them yeah. at the moment uh, since brexit we're working hard to try and find a solution and in the Republic of Ireland at the moment, so uh, be be well aware that we we haven't let that drop. We're still looking at it. Good. Um, <laughs> right, we're ticking over to th- nearly thirty five minutes now, so we're probably approaching the 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 end of the timeline that we've got of, of attention spans um, to listen to us droning on. But it wouldn't be um, wouldn't be right to finish the call without talking about the big announcement that that, that happened at the business conference, uh, Eddie uh, and Adele. It concerns oh, you two. It concerns oh. you two. <laughs> so, so there it was a big announcement. Um, made at the business conference uh, during your presentation, Eddie. Um, we have sent a communication out to to all partners and to the trade, uh, to the key figures within the industry, um, that you are going to be standing down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All good things must come to an end. Um, can't last forever. Uh, and, and as a good old friend once said to me, I'd rather go two years too early than two years too late. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I think that um, there, there was a couple of things at play there. Um, we, we have a sub ENR committee on the board, um, and I had intimated to them this time last year during my appraisal that with the 40th anniversary of the group, and you know, I know that we're, we're an amalgamation of a lot of different groups over the years, but the original Tartan Golf Group started. Uh, way back 1984, back the first call to arms was was December 1983, but the first meeting was uh, in, in 1984. I, I just thought that that would be a nice time uh, to mark a change. You know, I've been here a long time. It's it's unusual for businesses these days to have a CEO or a managing director in, in situ for such a long time. Um, and, I, and I said, look, we're two, we're two years out from this. 
this is probably going to be my, be my, um, my intention. We carried that forward through the board meetings. We talked about um, we had re- we've been looking and working on a board restructure for quite some time. You know, you guys are executive directors. You know, we were looking at compliance and, and making the board strong and robust for the future. We've got that in place. It, it's taken us five years to do that to get the board into that strong position. Um, and feeling that the board was in a good, strong place, that I, I would I would go ahead with that. We then looked at the opportunities. What do we do? Do we do we do we do we go outside? Do we look at succession planning? We've got good people within the company. So we took into consideration the fact that, one, you know, the company isn't in distress in any way. In fact, it's had probably 15 record years. Well, no pressure, Adele, but 15 <laughs> record years. Um, we've become a strong cultural business. Um, there's great leadership there. We have industry respect. Um, we have great industry insight. And we're uniquely different from other groups. Um, we work hard at retaining good people. And by restructuring the board and bringing good people through, there was no reason why we felt that we had to go and look outside for somebody who come in and reconfigure the company to take it forward. We think that, as Adele pointed out earlier on, we're very, very strong in our core values. We know who we are. We're comfortable in our own skin. We're successful. Do we get everything right? No, but but we've got 475 partners that will tell you you can't get everything right on a day-to-day basis in business. You try and do the best that you can and get through and get the best results that you can. So so we felt that um, if, if Adele had put her hand up and said, I really want to do this, that, that after a 15-year apprenticeship here, she's in the right to do so. Um, and that, that would be probably the best transition for the company to take it forward into that next generation. There's a lot of exciting young people within the company who will be pushing the team on. You you two are part of that. You know, that'll be pushed on. Um, you'll have the young whippersnappers snapping at your heels, which is fantastic. And that's what we need because that will then create that next generation of succession planning. Mm-hmm. You know, 62% of FTSE companies in the last 20 years have, have had a succession planning replacement as a, as a chief executive or managing director. We're no different from, from any other business. This was the right decision for us in respect of, of being true to who we are without risking the stability of the business in the long term. So, Adele, do you, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, all I would say is that I know exactly how David Moyes feels uh, going in after Alex Ferguson. <laughs> big, big, big shoes to fill. So um, I'm absolutely honoured um, and really excited about being given the opportunity to take the company forward. All I would ask Eddie is maybe this year we have a really our worst year ever. And then so, <laughs> so, so next year I can only go <laughs> go up the way. So um, but no, no, just uh, you know, you touched upon it. Our core values are really, really strong. Um I feel that I've got that. I know the group inside out. I will do everything that I can to take the group forward and you know, continue the good work that Eddie's done. And and it is a teamwork. You, you know, I always say that with our company, it's teamwork makes the dream work. It doesn't matter whose name is above the door. We've got a fantastic team and we'll, we'll all drive the business forward as much as we can together. So, um, yeah. yeah, really very excited about the opportunity. So yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah, me too. I think, I think um, you know, what, what we didn't mention there is that but Adele's, Adele and the board have asked me to stay on as a non-executive director for a period of time just to be 
a, a crutch there should you need it. I, I don't think you will, but you know, uh, just to be there there for you. And I, and I think one of the things I touched on at conference, which was quite important, was to say that you know our, our business, much as we hate to admit it, is hugely reliant on our relationship with golf brands. Um, and although I, I've I've had great relationships with the, the the hierarchy at many of the brands for many years. I think the many years highlights the fact that that generation is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. And Adele has great relationships with that next generation um, that are coming through. So that, that's going to put us in a very strong position. Every one of the brands uh, have been very supportive of it. Um, and indeed, many have come back and said they would have been absolutely shocked had that not been the case that Adele was taking over. So mm-hmm. congratulations, Adele. Well done. Thank you. Congratulations, Adele. And this would be the point now where we would wax lyrical and give Eddie all the plaudits and stuff like that. But we've still got another year of you, Ed. So I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to do that right now. I'm going to save, <laughs> that, until, I'm gonna save that until this time next year. See how you get on this year. <laughs> and I'm if I still feel the party. same by then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've got another year to go. So what, what was it I said when I announced it to the staff? He said, I'm, I'm still I'm driving sure. the bus. Still driving I'm pretty the bus. sure there was a word in between the and bus. <laughs> That sounded like clucking. But yes, I think that I think the great thing about it, and you get this from from the call here, is is that there's absolutely no animosity or turmoil. You know, it's business as usual, and this time next year it'll still be business as usual, yep. and this time in two years' time it'll still be business as yep. usual. That's the most important thing. Nobody's bigger than the group. You know, there's no retailer bigger than the group. There's no employee bigger than the mm-hmm. group. So you know, we'll move on. Will adapt. There will be some changes. You know, we, we need to restructure internally to in order to support Adele coming into that role because she hasn't got an Adele, if that makes sense. Yeah. And probably Adele's role needs to be ripped apart and 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 spread out over a, a, a number of team members. So you know, there will be a restructure to support that transition. So we're well underway to to doing that. Yeah. And so officially, your last day as MD will be March the thirty first, twenty twenty four. Yeah, I would have preferred April the 1st. Mm. That would have been funnier. <laughs> well, you've just ruined my gag because then I was going to say, no, oh, Adele takes over on April the 1st. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I didn't, didn't, didn't want to put that pressure on her. <laughs> so, yeah, like you say, it's still a year to go. And, and just to address some of the rumours as well, I mean, I know Nicola Sturgeon stood down yesterday, Eddie, but there's no, there's nothing going on there. There's no... I know for a fact there won't be because you would be cancelled within minutes of any public office. <laughs> yes, I, I think that the, the woke generation would have me cancelled within seconds. So I, although I, I really appreciate their offer, but you know, I don't think I'll be able to take it's it a, up. It's a no from me. It's a no from me. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out, as they say, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's very much business as usual. Well, that seems like a pretty good place to end. Unless there's is any any other business, any other business order. No, I think I think I think we're at that stage where we, we all just we get to that stage where we all just want the season to start. You know, we're at, we're in February now. We're, we're we're getting through the winter. The nights are getting lighter. Even in Scotland, the nights are getting lighter. Um, and uh, we just want to see an early start to the season. Um, the Masters is traditionally the big weekend, isn't it? But if we get a couple of weeks of sunshine before that and we get off and running, you know, the support from the brands on the the, the big ticket items at the moment are fantastic. You know, the new drivers that are coming out, the new irons, hugely a lot of support coming from it, a lot of marketing support, a lot of stuff that you guys are doing, putting newsletters into people's accounts and stuff to get 
to, to attract custom fit and attract people to come in and see them. Let's just keep using the tools and keep building the business. 63% market share at its peak last year for the on-course market. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to keep driving and keep building on. Excellent. Well, Eddie, Adele, thank you very much as always. Um, thank you. Thanks for your time. Thanks for yeah. listening. Yeah, and, and thank you to everyone for listening. Yeah, we hope we've uh, been a, a worthwhile companion on the road or in the office or on your run or wherever you may be for the last three quarters of an hour. Uh, we appreciate it as always. Um, and we'll speak to you all again very soon. See you soon. Thank you. Take care. Bye, y'all. Bye, Bye. Y'all.